0: 1900 the world was introduced to little Dorothy from Kansas and her little dog, too The Wizard of Oz books were an instant hit many of them focusing on Dorothy and her adventures in Oz Then the hit movie came out in 1939 and changed filmmaking forever Technicolor suddenly became the standard not simply an option and world-building leapt to a new level The Wizard of Oz is also attributed with the popularization and sales of color TVs when the movie was released to television later on. Experts estimate that The Wizard of Oz is still one of the most watched films in the US and it's a cultural icon with Dorothy's ruby slippers as one of the most popular exhibits at the Smithsonian still today. But why? Why is Dorothy's story so memorialized and appreciated across generations? I think it's because of her journey. She changes and grows, and she also encourages others to change and grow all along her way. Dorothy starts in a drab and dreary world, but it's all she knows, and it's full of people that she loves. When she gets to the magical land of Oz, she's a hero, a celebrity, But she misses what she knows and of course her family so dorothy embarks on an iconic journey she goes from naive young farm girl to brave heroine collecting and protecting friends all along the way although dorothy changes and ages she stays true to her core belief and personality trait as a protector she loves her dog her friends her family and she does whatever it takes to return home to her family but she makes sure to protect, uplift, and help her friends along the way. While the iconic line from the movie is, there's no place like home, the true lesson is in the journey and in the girl. Hello, witches, women, and other lovely listeners. I'm Hannah, the bipolar bisexual host of this bi-weekly podcast of Witches and Women. In this podcast, we get to explore the lives of powerful women, both real and mythological. Strong women have historically been labeled as witches or something else equally troubling, taboo, and easy to justify killing or dismissing. I'm telling their stories because most of these tales are amazing, and all of them are fascinating. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, and if you do social media, connect with me through Of Witches and Women on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Of course, be sure you also check out the website, which is the most in-depth and exciting resource I can offer you. When you visit ofwitchesandwomen.com, you'll find fantastic merchandise of both the serious and salty variety. Lots of the merchandise is limited edition, so get it while we're still in ancient Greece you'll also find the grimoire gallery which is our internet gallery curated with art by today's working artists and featuring witches women and goddesses of ancient greece if you see something you like you can support a small business by visiting the artists portfolio sites to see share or purchase more of their work plus you can even buy some of their prints starting at just 15 dollars in the of witches and women's shop if you're not a fan of fake news then you need to check out the lamia library where i list all of my show notes and other resources and recommendations of course subscribe to the newsletter the oracle on any page of the of witches and women website just scroll down and add your email address the bi-weekly oracle tells the shorter fascinating more obscure stories that we won't get to cover on the show It highlights Grimoire Gallery artists, shares simple spells and book recommendations, and more. So don't miss out, subscribe today. Persephone is the daughter of Zeus and Demeter. Thank heavens she took after her mother and became the goddess of vegetation, flowers, and springtime. Persephone grew up a very curious and overly protected child. Knowing how her sister Hera treated Zeus's bastards, Demeter carefully watched over Persephone's each and every move. Mother and daughter were compatible, and their powers over agriculture were vital to humanity's survival, and they were worshipped and respected goddesses. As Persephone grew, she began to explore her powers and the world she lived in more and more. Persephone was probably often bored by her mother's constant attention and irritated by Demeter's hovering. She was a goddess, after all. And, well, you know how teenagers can be. According to Hesiod, teen Persephone was innocently gathering flowers one day with Artemis and the Oceanids, When Hades ripped open the earth and kidnapped the beautiful goddess, forcing her to become his wife. Persephone mourned the marriage, refusing to eat or be happy at Hades' side. But other accounts of the tale conflict, painting Persephone as a curious and rebellious flower child who discovered her uncle's realm all on her own. In one version, Persephone sneaks off to explore and finds one of the cracks in the earth that lead to the underworld. Curious, she investigates and comes face to face with Hades, who is smitten with her beauty and spunky personality. He persuades Persephone to stay with him, allowing her visitors like Hecate, who report on Persephone's whereabouts to Demeter. Persephone stays for a while, visiting Hades' incredible underground gardens and palaces while he creates for her Elysium, a heaven for her to rule. But in every version of the tale, Demeter was heartbroken and furious with Persephone's disappearance. Whether she was kidnapped or simply exploring, Persephone had clipped the apron strings and was no longer under Demeter's protection. Demeter pled with Zeus to bring their daughter back, but he would not, either because he had made a deal with Hades, or because he could see that Persephone was happy, or because he was Zeus and he was busy ogling something else. Forced to extreme measures <clears throat> Forced to extreme measures, Demeter sent Hermes to fetch her daughter. But while in the underworld, Persephone had eaten pomegranate seeds knowing that in so doing she was bound by primordial laws to remain in the underworld forever if we give her credit for being an intelligent being in control of her own actions this means that the goddess persephone chose hades as her husband and the underworld as her home devastated demeter cursed the earth Without her daughter and partner in power, Demeter refused to bless the crops creating the first winter. The people began to suffer and finally Zeus had to listen. He brokered a deal. However, Zeus reasoned, it was only a few pomegranate seeds, so she would spend part of each year with her mother and part with her husband. As with most of Zeus's decisions, this situation made no one happy. Hades lost the love of his life for much of the year, Demeter lost her daughter for the rest of it, and most importantly, Persephone's freedom and her choices were taken from her without a second thought. Interestingly though, in a strange twist of family dynamics, Hera's despised niece had become her equal in the underworld, arguably a stronger and more dangerous realm with more resources and inhabitants. Persephone learned from her aunt's mistakes, rarely taking an interest in Hades' mistresses, granted there were far fewer, and only cursing one who tried to lure Hades away from her. She also helped Hades rule a coveted role that Zeus had never extended to his own consort, Hera. Persephone, a seemingly minor goddess of flowers at first, became queen of the dead and decided the fate of many heroes like Orpheus, Hercules, and Sisyphus. While Hades is depicted as vengeful and aggressive, Persephone seems to be a softening influence, allowing occasional disruptions to the fire and brimstone that people associate with the god of the dead. The tale of Hades and Persephone is a long-loved tale. Like Hecate, Persephone is a goddess revered not just in ancient Greece, but in many, many other cultures long before and long after the rise and fall of Greece. She goes by many names, but the goddess of plant life, married to the god of death, is a common trope in nearly a dozen ancient religions, all with similar origin stories and explanations for the seasonal changes. Maybe it is the contrast or balance of life and death that these two deities bring together. Maybe it was a comfort to think that a goddess of flowers and life could sway their course in the afterlife, or maybe it was some other reason entirely. Who knows why the story was transcendent and integrated into so many cultures for thousands of years. And now, it's back. Many have seen the beautiful Lore Olympus webtoons spinning a new and improved version of Hades and Persephone's love story. In this new version, the god and goddess are equals, devoted to each other, and they watch as the dynamics between the pantheon of Greek gods seemingly determined to self-destruct, unfold in comical and sometimes familiar ways. Listeners, let's talk shop. Specifically, the Of Witches and Women merchandise shop. We have beautiful prints and t-shirts created by contemporary artists, Salty t-shirts, fierce joggers, magic coffee mugs, witch sister bracelets, stickers, and more merch designed by me as well. Plus, when you buy art, either as a print or a t-shirt, the proceeds go to the hard-working artist, and when you buy the other merchandise, I can afford to buy myself a Pop-Tart. A maybe. So, take a look at ofwitchesandwomen.com slash shop. Persephone and Dorothy have a lot in common. Both are perceived as young and naive and not ready to venture out on their own. But both are strong, powerful, stubborn, and kind. They protect and they love in their own ways. Interestingly, while Dorothy chooses to go home in the movie, she later returns to Oz in the books, often and she ends up living there with aunt em and uncle henry what she loved most was relationships and family and once she could bring them with her she chose the immortal peaceful land of oz in a heartbeat helping her good friend princess ozma rule the land with a gentle and fair hand Persephone, perhaps, was seeking the opposite, space and boundaries from her mother when she stumbled into a different, immortal realm. And, unfortunately, in the ancient retellings, her ending is not so happy, as once she makes her choice to call the underworld home, Zeus steps in and nullifies her right to choose. Nonetheless, Persephone is an active goddess in many myths and makes the best of her situation even though it was not the situation she would have chosen for herself today's episode is brought to you by honestly essential oils unlike the essential oil barons honestly essential oils is a small family-run company with fewer employees than i have fingers all of whom are skilled in different areas of holistic medicine, including the company owner who has more than 26 years of aromatherapy experience and has mixed soothing blends for many large oil companies, written books on holistic medicine, and even run a massage therapy school for many years. Because Honestly Essential Oils doesn't pay a long line of salespeople before the oils reach you, their oils are far less expensive than many other companies plus honestly essential oils are sourced and tested to verify a high concentration of top quality oils in every bottle every single honestly essential oil and carrier oil is either certified organic kosher or vegan and all of them are completely composed only of the highest quality food-grade extracts, and oils. Honestly Essential Oils are great for meditation, soothing colds, cooking, or whatever you need. You can try out Honestly Essential Oils for yourself with a 100% satisfaction guarantee, and listeners of this podcast get 10% off your first order when you use the promo code WITCHES at checkout. So, look up honestlyessential.com today, And use the promo code WITCHES for a sweet deal on the best oils a witch can get. I recently read online about a witch who kept plants in her window seal and when one started to die even though it received excellent and regular care She told a friend, concerned. I wish I could find the source because the friend said that the plant may be drawing in negative energy from some outside source and protecting the homeowner from bad vibes or a spell. There have been legitimate scientific studies conducted that suggest plants may have slightly more acuity with the world around them than we originally believed. I think about these two things in correlation a lot. And tonight's charm derives from that special bond that nature and plants and Persephone and death and Hades hold in our subconscious minds. For this ritual, you will need to go outside to a place with plant life. Stand with your feet firmly planted. Ground yourself in the space. Close your eyes. And visualize yourself growing like a tree feel strength in your legs as they take root in the ground feel the Sun and wind and air on your hands and imagine that you could soak that energy in like a leaf in your mind feel your tree grow bigger stronger and enter the fall season feel the leaves dying the Sun retreating the temperature dropping Imagine snow covering your dead branches and then dripping into the soil at your feet, nourishing you to awaken you again in the spring. Walk yourself through spring in your mind, fresh, cool sunshine hitting your face and new leaves and branches sprouting, full of life and energy, a circle of life. After a few minutes of this meditation, you're done. Open your eyes and, hopefully, feel a little more attuned to nature and energy. That's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. It truly means the world to me that this show has listeners and followers and support sometimes working on this podcast is one of the only things that keeps me going so thank you for that it would be so kind and amazing if you could please drop us a great review of the podcast on apple podcasts or google play so i can continue to grow the show and we can continue to explore the lives of these amazing witches and women together if you want You can also connect to me and the pod on social media and look up ofwitchesandwomen.com for even more great content. Thank you so much, listeners. Stay fierce, witches, and we'll catch you next time. Of Witches and Women is brought to you by SHH Media, LLC.